0: pretty much the same way that we would approach any customer, which is how can we help this person understand what we have to offer, what other people have to offer that that maybe we don't offer that might be beneficial for them. And I think it it starts off from a place of education, from a place of helping people relieve their anxiety that they may have about trying CBD or trying THC. We deal only in CBD, but um, you see the reluctance initially that some people may have because uh, they don't understand what CBD is. And so the initial part of this conversation that we have with many customers who are seniors are exactly what the effects of the CBD can be for them and what to expect and what not to expect. So you don't have to expect to get high from it, because CBD is not going to make you high. That's one of the important things that people want to hear and be reaffirmed on when when we have those initial conversations. Shall we? Shall I continue, or shall we go well, down the line? With um, these yeah, let's go
1: down the line. So, definitely, a main concern for seniors is that they don't want to be psychoactive, and so the comfort level of a CBD can offer that. Um,
0: yes, go I ahead. Think, if I may. Yes, um, CBD actually is psychoactive. Psychoactive is anything that affects your brain. Um, what it is not, it, it is not intoxicating, and so I think that's a important distinction to make. It is psychoactive. It does affect you. It affects you, we find, in a very positive way. Um, But uh, it is psychoactive. It is non-intoxicating.
1: I should use uh, psychotophoetry. I believe it is where it does show it does affect you, but not so much to where it does uh, affect you as mentally. Yes, thank you. Sure.
2: Um, So, um, I think one thing is important to keep in mind when we talk about seniors is that everybody in this room, if we're lucky, is going to be a senior. And so it's not it's not some, like, mysterious different group of, like, different, you know, beings. They're people <laughs> just like us. And they have needs uh, that are often very similar to us. And the, in a nutshell, with seniors in CBD, Seniors have many reasons to need CBD, as you mentioned. Um, They have sleep issues, there's chronic pain, there's skin issues, there's general wellness, there's neuroprotection, there's all of these things. Um, And and the penetration of CBD into this community is very, very low compared to younger age groups. Um, Now, given that, what we try to figure out is how do we get the CBD to this population that needs it? And it's a, different, it's a different population from the point of view of how you speak to them than other populations. They, ha- they use different media. They have different, a different mindset about bringing, bringing new medicines into their lives. Um, they have different ways of getting information. Um, so what we do with our brands is we try to work together with them. If one of our brands wants to make a, make a product that is addressing seniors, we work with them to make sure that seniors are hearing about it, that seniors can engage with it in a way that works for the patients, and that the product is actually something that's meeting their needs.
1: Thank you so much. And Eric.
3: Yeah, so it's funny. I called my mom and told her I was doing a panel on seniors and CBD. And she was offended because that was implying that she was a senior. And I was like, but mom, you're almost 70. She was like, well, that's not a senior. <laughs> and so I was trying to figure out what is a senior or not a senior as CBD. Um, I know at CBD Distiller what we're doing is really trying to educate our retail partners on how they can effectively have that conversation on the ground. There's only so much we can do in Denver at our home office. Um, with engaging, and really CBD is a discussion, right? And so once you start helping people understand, you know, who is, you know, so if someone comes to us and says, well, I'm a wellness center in, call it Knoxville, Tennessee. Well, so well, who are your customers? What sort of things are they suffering from? Is it arthritis? Well, if it's arthritis, we then connect them. Why don't you recommend our salve? Because our salve, they can rub on topically, and it's an easy first entry into the CBD world because they're not ingesting it. From there, it's like, well, if we take a salve and then maybe you do a 1,000 milligram tincture as well, right? And so the 1,000 milligram tincture ends up being about 30 mg a day for 30 days. That's a really good dosage to start. Now, I can't say take 30 mg a day because I can't make a dosage recommendation in the first place. But we can at least educate them on, here's what might work and, and leave it to them. What we want to avoid is when people, you know, we manufacture 250 milligram tincture. It's frankly just not a lot of CBD. And when they get it and they treat it like gold dust and are only taking three to five milligrams, they're not going to see the benefits. CBD needs, needs to be taken, you know, every day in a regimen at the same milligram, you know, 30 to 50 milligrams a day. And then they will truly see some benefits. And then the back end, we start hearing stories. And that's the heartwarming part is, When you know, somebody's been in a wheelchair for ten years and now they're walking around a Walmart because they're taking our product, you know, I don't even know what to say. You know, and and they're near tears and it's like, Well, you know, I'm just happy for you and happy that this plant is is doing what we intend to do.
1: So what we're looking at for seniors is that they want the comfort level. We're looking at products that will topically be attractive to them as well as I know that some of the edibles are very easy for them to accept into their lifestyle. So just a, a day-to-day familiarization of these products. And Dr. Sherry?
4: So, so I have a little bit of a different perspective clearly because I'm not making or producing medication. So what I do very actively is I go out and educate other physicians. So one of the ways our our patients, our family members, our friends all get educated is through their doctors. And if we don't have other physicians and other doctors available who are aware of what's going on with the plant and who are aware of all these different changes that we're making, then we can't expect that people are going to trust just anyone. And it's a very hard trust to gain and garner. And it's a challenge. And not only is it a challenge on that level, but most people, and most people who show up to my doors, are taking more than one medication. Oftentimes they're taking a blood pressure pill, a cholesterol medication, a diabetic pill. They're taking something on their arthritic joint. They are working towards getting a knee replacement. There are, you know, oodles and oodles of things going on. So we can't just stop the conversation at, you know, you can add this into your regimen, can you? Can you stop taking your Motrin? Can you stop taking your Tylenol? Can you stop taking your Nerco or your Percocet or your fentanyl patch or your morphine? I mean, the the conversation has to be extended. And the way it's going to be extended, especially with our seniors who are taking multiple medications, has to be through their clinician's office, through their doctors. We have to do this in conjunction with one another. We really do.
1: I definitely feel that the partnership of communication with all different levels from product to clinician to patient is very important. And I feel one simple thing out there that, with seniors is that when you let them know that pharmaceuticals are synthetic but a CBD a is very natural and the endocannabinoids available in there are already within the human body. So looking at that and looking at the products, do you feel that there's been enough research for senior understanding of utilizing these products?
4: Can I start? Sure. So we're just starting to see a lot of this research come out. We've had a lot of research and now we're getting even more. So GW Pharma just put out or is getting in the process of getting approval, they've gotten FDA approval for a product called Epidiolex, which is a CBD-based medication that is plant-based, unlike a pre-approved, FDA-approved product we have in the hospital called Marinol. Marinol is a fully synthetic THC product that we use. We use, doctors use it, patients use it, hospitals use it. Now the question becomes how do these two things kind of align and where are all the research that's coming in and all this. So, this particular research project by GW was done with the CBD. It's dosed at 10 to 20 milligrams per kilogram per day in children. So if you think about that, that's going at about my four-year-old weighs about 40 pounds. That's about 20 kilos. So for my four-year-old, it would be 200 to 400 milligrams per day. of CBD. That's a lot. That's a lot. Agreed. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so what we're seeing now by the big pharma company is that they're dosing this at a tremendously larger amount than what we dose it at, and they're starting to see some side effects. Now, the best part about all of this is that it's educating the public and it's educating the hospitals, the doctors, and everyone coming down the line, and so that's going to bring a lot of positive light to what we're doing, and it's going to continue to in, to. Uh, snowball down that way, if you think about it. Now, the other reason I mention this and why it's so much is that we, you know, I think everybody here on this panel would agree that we can do much better with much less. And that's really important. And it's really important to get out there and educate people and say we can do this better. And we shouldn't depend on pharmaceutical companies who can elbow grease and pay their way through Congress and through the government to get what they want to get. So we need to do better. now. I'm going to go back a little bit to more of the education pathway and the research. So we do have a lot of research out there, and it's just continuing to explode. UC San Diego has a gigantic cannabis department that just got a $10 million research grant to do research on autism, ADHD, and children and cannabis, be it CBD, be it THC. So we're starting to see this ball and this explosion in research, but we do know quite a lot about it already. Sorry, I won't and uh, take over.
0: This is not a new area either. Um, the National Institute of Health, our National Institute of Health, uh, patented a combination of CBD and THC over 16 years ago. It's called the Grimaldi patents. And in those patents, they um, asserted that this combination was very effective as a neuroprotectant in treating diseases like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. Uh, This is not a random claim that I am making. I am telling you what is in the actual patents from the National Institute of Health. Uh, If I may just skip back for one quick second. Um, Both Greg and and Eric um, cited the need for education of their their retail partners. Um, We are a brand. Anyone out there who has a brand, I would encourage you to invest the time in in, uh, the high-touch consumer process that is related to uh, selling to seniors. And if you are willing to invest that time, because I find that uh, what seniors want most is a conversation. And so if you are willing to expend the time to have that conversation, you'll be rewarded with, as long as you're delivering quality product you will be rewarded with an extremely loyal customer. But it is the willingness Great. to actually take that time on a day-to-day basis to speak with customers. And I do it myself. Lots of other people at our company do it. Sam, our CTO, just did it yesterday. And so uh, this is something that that is part of the game and and will help you as you go forward in, in building that customer base and that, that loyal customer base that everyone wants to have.
1: I think that one thing is really exciting right now is Dr. Raphael Mushlin has clinics in Israel that's directed specifically for seniors, and he is actually bringing Neomedic here to the United States. I, I don't know if you've heard this, but. His first clinic was going to be at Laguna Woods, which is here in Orange County, a city of over 50, uh, where residents need to be over the age of 55. And once someone found out about it, they shared it with someone, and now Mission Hospital has invited them to have their clinic at Mission Hospital. It'd be the first of its kind as doctors and nurses who have been there in Israel assisting patients with cannabis use, and CBD as well. And it's really going to change the face of that education and outreach on using this natural plant-based uh, for their health and well-being on all those serious things, they see the need for being able to help them get off the opioids, which is one reason why uh, some people want education in the senior residential facilities. The adult children are getting, procuring the opioids for their parents while they're in these senior facilities. I mean, these are some of the issues that our seniors are facing uh, and our outreach to them. I know that... uh, you know, we are finding more and more statistics that show that uh, CBD now is assisting with um, memory loss and Alzheimer as well. I mean, uh, can you name anything that you've come across in your practices and your businesses that has shown the benefits in those areas?
0: Well, sure. Um, I think anyone who uses CBD probably feels the clarity that you get soon after using it. Um, Of course, when I'm I'm speaking about this, it is purely anecdotal. I'm not citing any kind of scientific study because there is none out there that exists. So this is anecdotal based upon the experience of our customers, uh, other people's customers, other people that I've spoken to in the industry who have the same experiences that their customers are having, but um, on a personal basis and based upon Our customers, I can tell you that there is a clarity which comes from using CBD. Um, What the long-term benefits are of that, uh, again, the Grimaldi patent says that, uh, yes, CBD is a major component in uh, neuroprotectivity, but um, we await more studies to have that affirmed. But all anecdotal evidence points in that direction so far, and I think my co-panelists would probably echo that.
4: So one of the studies you're referring to that's going to be coming out of Israel refers to um, what they're using in the nursing homes there. So specifically what they're doing there is using combination of CBD and THC. So it's not CBD entirely, but the combinations that they're using is um, in their post-stroke unit. So one of the things that we're starting to see the benefits of are in post-stroke patients that are suffering from dementia, that are suffering from aggressive issues, and it's kind of what we're seeing with the ADHD idea concept as well, which is the aggressive pattern of behavior when you have traumatic brain injury or you have any sort of brain injury. People tend to get more aggressive and more violent and it becomes challenging. And so what we do a lot of in medicine is that we tend to sedate patients because it's easier for the caregivers. So if it's a family member who just can't deal with dad anymore because dad is being aggressive and violent ever since he had his stroke. What we do is we put them on Seroquel, or we put them on an antidepressant, or we put them on Ativan, or Xanax, or Ambien to sleep. And what we're starting to see, and what the Israeli studies, if I may, are also starting to see is that using CBD and THC in combination, depending on the individual, it's a little bit of a sedative. So it has that calming effect without making people sleepy, or without making them hazy, so they can be in a better mood and not be violent with their children or their spouses or their caretakers. So that's part of what hopefully they'll be bringing to Mission Hills as well.
1: Right, and that's um, uh, Mission Hospital. Sorry, that's okay. Uh, no, I think, Greg, that you said that you had some interesting statistics of certain studies that you felt were, would be interest to everyone too.
2: I have a whole bunch of statistics. <laughs> They're, and these are mostly about the senior um, community as a whole, and how they and how why they're interesting um, and why they need CBD. So I'm just i just gonna we did a study about uh, at the start of this year on, on uh, cannabinoids for seniors. So I pulled these out of this, and I think it kind of like sets the sets the uh, the groundwork for when you're thinking about this population. So I'll just kind of run through a few of them. Um, okay, there's 109 million Americans who are 50 years old and over they're mostly women. Over age 65, they're two-thirds women. So when we're talking about seniors, we're really talking about mostly female population. Um, They control three-quarters of the financial assets in the United States. Three-quarters of them take prescription medicines regularly, and I'll skip ahead a little bit here. Um, So according to the CDC, 78% of people 55 and over have a chronic condition, 50% have two, and 20% have three. And those chronic conditions, the most common ones, are all addressable with CBD. It's sleep, it's skin, it's anxiety, and it's pain.
1: One, well, thank you so much. So, <laughs> have I got more. Okay, uh, well, you know, he, here's the thing. So yes, we all agree those are some of our issues as a senior. I'm in that bracket, and uh, you know, we want to know what would be the best way to go out there or share with one of our loved ones who has these issues how, who to talk to, who to go to that would be able to assist them. Eric, I mean, you may have, you had some background in how they can go out there and find someone to assist them with that. Of course, I know Dr. Sherry would, too.
3: Right. Well, we, we often steer people to ProjectCBD.org. Um, it's a great reference website. You mentioned National Institute of Health. There are, Hundreds, if not thousands of studies done across the world on CBD and how it interacts with people. Um, You know, you mentioned, uh, you know, what do they do? And so my girlfriend's mom, she lives in central Indiana. She was definitely against using any marijuana-based product, but she had arthritis. And so she started using arthritis, the salve in her hands. Well, concurrently, she was taking 18 to 2,400 MIGs of ibuprofen a day for pain management. And so she starts taking the CBD, tapers off the ibuprofen. You know, eight months later, she goes and gets her liver test and tests clean for the first time in, like, her adult life. Was it the CBD? Was it the lack of ibuprofen? Was it any of these things? Was it because she was more active, because she wasn't hurting and getting better sleep? Like, so it's, it's a whole health approach. And I think, you know, there's lots of resources online where they can get it. Um, you know, some of that information. And I think that with that population in particular, it's usually word of mouth, or if something's working for one, then they share it with their peers. You know, you've brought up something
1: that I think uh, we need to look at as a whole. In my understanding, and holistic, you know, you said, is it the proven, Is it the CVD? We need, also need to look at other things, environment, their, where they live at, and possibly other things they surround themselves with to balance themselves to have a much more quality of life. And so I always feel when you're working with patients or if you're working with sharing about a product that could help them, always look at the other things surrounding that how much they get out in the open, or how much water they drink as well, and their, their friends and family and that surrounding. That always helps with ha- developing a great senior care program. So
0: Diet is very important too. Diet,
1: yes. Um,
3: I, I think i just add it's important that they know this is not a magic pill that makes everything go away. Right. You still need to have a healthy diet. You still need to get appropriate sleep. But CBD in conjunction with other healthy aspects in life can dramatically improve their quality of life. And that's, you know, at the end of the day what we're going for.
4: So looking for providers, well, I would love for you to all come see me. I know that's not possible, and I know I'm not everywhere. But if you do do decide to pick a clinician specifically to help you out with this, you can go to cannabisclinicians.org, and they have a referral base across the country. I believe it's actually international, where you can find a cannabis clinician who will help you out with your medication regimen and with your cannabis regimen, be it CBD, be it THC. I think most people are very well-versed. And
1: it is amazing an organization like that 10 years ago would have been unheard
4: of. They've been around for ten years. (laughs) Having so, so I'll tell you. So um, let me give you a little background information on them. So they've been around, I think, closer to almost eighteen to twenty years. I want to say. Oh gosh, they've been. They're based here out of uh, San Francisco or Berkeley, California, I believe. Uh, But it is a national, international group, and part of the reason why I'm very passionate about working with them is that they've really made some political changes and headway. So they were the organization we worked together to help change the. California Medical Board's recommendations for cannabis. So if you go on the Medical Board of California's website, there is a physician guide to recommending cannabis. Imagine that. And within that guide, they do actually recommend cannabis on equal footing to Gabapentin, Neurontin, Lyrica, some of these other pharmaceutical medications, specifically for peripheral neuropathy, and so I worked alongside the group to make those changes and make those changes here in California.
0: I can uh, go ahead. I can speak anecdotally on neuropathy because uh, I am a type one diabetic, so I get neuropathy in my feet from time to time, and uh, at one point I was prescribed Lyrica, and I had some horrible reactions to that. And uh, once we started the company, I started using CBD on my feet and never have taken uh, Lyrica since then. Was so. it
1: CBD topically? Yes. And, and speaking of that, looking at the different products, overall I think that seniors are more comfortable starting out topically, as we mentioned before. Of, uh, In moving forward and looking at the future, what products would you like to see available for seniors that could assist them with some of the ailments that they have?
2: I, I would like to see. I mean it's not a specific product but what I would like to see for this population is better packaging and better dosing. And one thing that I think is really important is single dose units because that prevents misdosing. Eighty percent of misdosing incidents with, with drugs are from liquid drugs. And many, many people are taking and it's very easy. You're trying to take five, ten drops and all of a sudden you take the whole thing. Or you're taking a, uh, you know, you're trying to take a, a dropper full, but the level goes down in the bottle, so the dropperful gets smaller and smaller. Um, single serving, single serving um, products completely get away from that. They they prevent misdosing. And I think one of the things that's very that that a lot of seniors in my experience have been having really good success with that is a controlled dose is patches. It's very simple. Transdermal it's patches. very simple. You put it on out, outside of your body, and it's very effective for a lot of things.
1: I think another thing that uh, maybe manufacturers are missing the mark is a much larger type set. So, oh, yeah. because, hello, uh, seniors can't read this wonderful print of information because it's much too small. I can't even
3: read Yeah, that. I mean, to be <laughs> fair, I, I can't read my own 15 milliliter bottle. Yeah. So, but, I mean, we've addressed this in a number of ways. Um, you know, right now, the form factors, uh, they typically want medicine to look like medicine. So there are gel caps and powder-filled capsules and so forth. Um, topicals, I think, were just at the beginning of that product development curve, um, just in general. Um, Transformal patches are fantastic. Um, but I think when you're talking about CBD, it seems like what are you trying to treat, right? And so really sort of gearing them towards the product. For acute pain, you know, maybe it's a topical, but also, Uh, just a dosage. Something we've looked a lot at is, um, as you mentioned, single servings, but actually selling the capsules in a seven-day, just Mm -hmm. so they know, to take one every day. And if they miss it, they, you know, take one. I mean, the LD for the lethal dosage for CBD is astronomical.
4: I've never heard of one.
3: Yeah, Yeah, they can't Mm -hmm. can't take too much. But it's really helping them understand. They can take too
4: much. I'm sorry. You can take too much. It will leave you feeling unwell. Or maybe asleep for six to ten hours, but
3: for uh, it's speaking to a lethal, lethal right. dose, you can't Sorry. take too much. Right.
4: Okay. You can't the, kill yourself with. Yes. Right. So the other thing, but remember, we're talking about seniors who can be walking with a cane, a walker, who have fall risks, mm-hmm. who are going to be left wobbly if we do advise them to take them take too much. So there is downsides to taking too much. I just want to be very clear about that. Um, The other thing that I would suggest is that most patients over the age of 65 are on Medicare and paying for a $60 to $100 bottle of oil capsules product is out of pocket, that is not covered, is a huge expense and that is something that you're advertising to them that they're going to be using for the rest of their life. Why would they choose that? And I'm saying this very pointedly because I want us to all stop and recognize that if we're really directing this market towards seniors, how are we going to offset that cost for them? Medically speaking, we offset that cost in insurance typically. This is a non-insurable situation. This is a big problem for a lot of my patients. And it's not just, oh, I can't see the label. It's how am I supposed to pay for this for the next 45 years of my life?
0: Well, there's an there's a insurance company out there called Novus that is starting to um, cover cannabis-type treatments. That's, that, that is one thing. The question um, is,
4: which doctor is going to take that insurance?
0: Yeah. That, <laughs> right. Well,
3: I right. think you're also assuming that prices are going to stay where they're at. And right. when 25,000 acres ground turns to 250,000 right. and our bottling cost goes from a dollar bottle to pennies a bottle. You know the resting point for a thousand milligram tincture is probably going to be more like twenty to thirty dollars as opposed yeah. to the six where it is that, now. That's that exactly up. that's yeah. exactly right. And, and we're going to
0: see there is the the amount of production that is going to come online in the next year. Is going to dwarf everything that has come before well, it.
4: I hope so, but I, what I don't want to see is this becoming the next big pharmaceutical company where everybody is looking after their own dollars in their own pockets because right now this industry is making millions of dollars. It's not the cost of product. And they
1: estimate by 2023 it's going to be $22 billion right. each year derived from CBD
0: sales. Right. Yes. I mean, I think really you can look at CBD and the evolution of CBD as, some, as something that's akin to sort of a combination of aspirin and vitamin C for the next era. And I think ultimately it is going to be commoditized like that because there is going to be so much hemp being grown across the planet.
2: Well, it's, it's beyond hemp too. Right around the corner is all the biosynthetic cannabinoids, which are going to be dirt cheap.
1: So, are we looking at ho- hopefully trying to inspire some manufacturers here to have good, safe formulation as well as look at the cost to the patient? Are we in this for the money? Are we in this for patient care? We are a capitalistic society. People do need to make money, but I mean, I would only hope that people do look at the patients behind this. That's, you know, one of my things. So, um, we've got a few more minutes here, but. Um, I wanted to just say, uh, ask a question. What do you see in the future, and what it holds for seniors and being able to utilize great CBD products? Is there anything that you know you want to inspire any of our guests here to actually look forward to moving themselves forward in the industry?
0: Uh, well, I would say, if you're looking to move forward in the industry, uh, do it one step at a time. Uh, you you cannot become Eric's company overnight, uh, but you can become Eric's company. But it, it it is a matter of putting one brick together at a time and not doing anything too far flung. Taking care of your customers uh, is the number one thing. If you take care of your customers, you will have loyal customers. And if you take care of your customers and you have product that is pure and tested and Batch coordinated on the label, and uh, you make an effort to get out there in social media, you make an effort to get out there to events, Uh, your company can certainly be successful because there is plenty of room in this industry for lots of success.
3: Yeah, I would say hold yourself to the highest standards possible. Um, Consumers deserve the best products, and they deserve testing, they deserve What's in the product to be actually what's in the product, not some label that says this, that, or the other. Um, we set the bar very high on purpose because I think that, in the end of the day, we're serving consumers. We want to make sure that we give them the very best product and product experience possible. And I think that you know, downstream, realistically, as mass. CBD moves in a mass market and things like that, there will be a winnowing of the brands. We don't need 1,000 CBD brands in this country. We need several brands or manufacturers who are doing it very well and, and bringing that price down accordingly so that it is affordable for the seniors. And we can get to that point where as a daily, you know, 30 mg a day is a buck a day. You know, I think that's affordable.
2: I would say um, anyone who's interested in doing this get out there, meet some people who are seniors, who are, have a need for CBD, and give them some CBD. You know, we're all in this because it's a, it's a beautiful, wonderful plant that really, really helps people. And there's nothing like seeing somebody take it for the first time and having relief from something they've been suffering with for decades. It's incredible. And, it's, and I see that all the time. I'm sure we all do, right? Um, and just to add to that, Second thing I want to say is to actually get out there and talk to seniors, you have to actually go and talk to them. You know, social media won't cut it. You know, 3% of seniors have ever made a purchase based on social media versus 67% of millennials, you know. They're, they're, they have a different, a different way of talking and a different way of getting to them. So just go to where they are and talk
0: to them. I would also say if you're starting a company, uh, one of the important things to do is uh, what I call um, build your product in reverse. So, you want to figure out uh, the cost of your ingredients, how much in packaging, labor, factor all those costs in, costs of CBD, and do it from designing that product that you think is gonna help your customers most. And then, when you're done with that and you have your cost, you have to figure out, okay, then, then how does this work for my distributor? because I'm going to have to give my distributor X percent. How will this work if I'm selling straight to retail? How will this work if I'm selling online? If you can put together that little matrix before you launch a product, it's going to be helpful to you.
2: in your spreadsheet, put in 30% for the distributor. That's kind of the standard.
0: Well, Greg, can we talk about 25? Yeah, we can work. We can work
2: on it, but start with 30. I,
0: I think
1: one thing that uh, we need to look at is that there are so many CBD products out there, and one thing we should know is that not every CBD product works the same for everybody's body. Our bodies are different, the endocannabinoid system maybe is needed uh, in certain products in one body different than another. And of course in one person may not hydrate as well as another, their digestive system is different and how it integrates into their body and gets dispersed. So I feel that you need to be able to try different products that may work with your body. So that's one thing that I think that we need to be able to share. And I always have this feeling that whatever elevator I'm in, whatever grocery store line I'm in, somehow I'm going to make a conversation be about this plant, CVD and the product, and how it is an amazing thing. And that's part of our outreach of education. You can educate anywhere. And I know that everyone here is almost like a warrior or a warrior- uh, here learning what you can about CVD, so you can go out these doors and make a difference in somebody's life with this product or with this plant. And that's a really inspirational thing that I hope you all take with you and know that I think that you can all make a difference. Um, Panelists, anything else you'd like to say before we turn it over to Q&A? Yes, great.
2: I think one thing that's very interesting in this particular topic that we should all be looking at in the near future is what happens in Canada. Because Canada is about to fully integrate cannabinoids into their health system. And my parents are in their 80s and they live in Toronto. My mom forwarded me an email she got from the the CARP, the Canadian version of the AARP. And it was this, this email, a beautiful email that said, Ask your doctor about cannabis. There's a picture of a doctor in a lab coat, you know, and that's, awesome. that's going that's out to millions of mainstream seniors in Canada. And the health system is prov- about to be providing them with cannabinoids under the supervision of their physicians and healthcare providers. But you're looking at a
0: socialist country versus
3: it's true.
2: It's a different system, but it's going to be very interesting in terms of how the senior population actually engages successfully with cannabinoids.
0: Actually, Canada is not a socialist country. It's a democratic country with, social, with some socialist principles.
1: One thing we all need to realize is that it's the federal government who owns the patent on CVD, and we all need to focus on having this be descheduled one day from the scheduled one, and that's another thing that we can work towards together oh, hopefully too.
3: Hopefully in ten days.
0: Yes.
1: Hoping yeah. in ten days. Yeah. Yes. But again, where we are right now is a place where I never thought we would be. So we're moving forward, and that's a positive thing. Sue, so did you have a question? Yes, I do. Is this on? Does you can hear me? I can hear you.
0: trials on CBD for synthetic CBD and biosynthetic CBD. And I'm interested in hearing about you uh, about the safety and the efficacy of biosynthetic
4: CBD and wh- what your thoughts are about that. Personal. I got there. Sorry. Why, like, I just had a curiosity. Like, why when you have a natural plant that does the same exact thing and, and one that's made?
0: You know, like, you were saying, yes, when the demand grows and we can grow instead of smaller plots,
4: that's also how we've gotten synthetic cannabinoids on the streets that have caused deaths which is why I am here and not at a synthetic conference so to speak but but the reason I say that very pointedly is because synthetics have other side effects that we are not aware of um, in fact in Europe I believe a couple of years back they made an anti drug to cannabis so an anti THC based drug with the assumption that if THC makes you want to if may, THC makes you hungry then it antidote to that or an anti-drug to that would make you not want to eat and it would be a weight loss drug. What they found was so many people were depressed and wanted to commit suicide that they had to take it off the market. So so my point is, is why go synthetic if it's not just for, I mean, really, it would be for finances. I
0: agree with that 100%. Any synthetic version of a natural version is never the same and oftentimes has either immediate or long-term problems associated with it it's also a gateway for pure counterfeit product to be Correct. into the market so once you start talking synthetics you're really opening up the door to a lot of nefarious activity and well i know for sure we'll we will stick with the real thing all the time
1: plus there's more cultivation plants and many more states to grow Hemp to be able to make CBD products yeah, as well I mean, as more cannabis being grown.
3: I mean, if you think of, of of hemp grown like corn, I mean, you can grow near unlimited. I mean, you can grow near unlimited amounts of the plant in this country.
0: And it uses and one quarter of the water of corn.
2: I have a slightly contrarian view on this. Yes. We like to hear it.
4: Of course.
2: Um, so, I mean, what were are what were we talking about there's there's two different things when you talk about synthetic cannabinoids. There is synthetic phytocannabinoids, which is chemicals that are the same as the chemicals that come out of the plant, and then there's synthetic novel cannabinoids, which are cannabinoids that do not in, exist in nature, that researchers use for different things. And so this, for example, this European, um, this European anti, anti-cannabis thing, that was a synthetic novel cannabinoid, and they can be very dangerous. There's, a, there's many, many um, novel cannabinoids that are, you don't want them anywhere near your body. On the other hand, synthetic cannabinoids that are synthetic phytocannabinoids are chemically identical to the isolates, to the pure, purified compounds. I just sat next door um, at, if you want, guys want more information, talk, find Cher share, but He's a guy here from, I forget the name of his company, but it's a, it's a biosynth- synth- synthesis company that's making biosynthetic cannabinoids. And he showed a bunch of data showing that their synthetic uh, phytocannabinoids are functionally identical in the body to isolates. Um, but the, the, reason, the reason people are doing this, are looking at biosynthetics for this kind of stuff, is it's going to make the compounds incredibly cheap. It's going to make them far cheaper than agriculture can provide them.
1: It's like the generic drug at the pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Okay.
4: Without did, the did benefit we, of the terpenes and all the other did products. Did we answer your question? Close enough, very much. I just wanted to hear what the panel
1: thought okay, very much. Thank you. Hello, how are you? Yeah, I just have one quick question um, by Dr.
0: Sherry. So my grandfather has Alzheimer's, and my grandma has had blood thinners in her system for years and years. And I know the concern with a lot of seniors is how will CBD mix with other drugs they're taking, and how to maybe just overcome some of those concerns and
4: Good. So I'll give you the really detailed version, and then I'll give you the really broad version. So c- cannabis in general, THC and CBD, get metabolized by the liver very specifically through the cytochrome P450 pathway. Now, that part aside. So your grandma who's on a blood thinner, for example, coumadin is also metabolized through the same pathway. Okay, So it's one of the things that we have to pay attention to and get her INR checked frequently until she's on a stable dose of medication. So if you think about it, patients who are on Coumadin also have to be mindful of how much lettuce or green foods they eat because of the similar reasons, Okay, And so once you're on a stable diet, the same recommendation holds. Now, that being said, the reason why Coumadin is not as popular as blood thinner anymore is because of exactly those diet and medication-induced problems. And so we've switched over to things like Eliquis, Plavix, etc. So those medications don't get metabolized the same way. So depending on which type of blood thinner your grandmother is on, it can make or break kind of what you would recommend to her. Part one. Part two, for Alzheimer's, that's where we're seeing the studies coming in from Israel that are really seeing some positive things. Now, it depends on what the biggest issue is with your gra- grandfather's Alzheimer? So is his biggest issue that he's forgetful? If he's forgetful, I wouldn't necessarily recommend anything with THC, because that's going to make him more forgetful, right? Don't do that. Um, but on the other hand, if his biggest issue is aggression, and he gets aggressive with, like I mentioned, caretakers, family members, etc., CBD may be a good alternative. Does that answer your question? Yeah,
0: yeah. With, uh, with more of the memory loss piece, though, I have-
4: Not yet.
3: And then I guess just my talk to me after I can point you to a study that shows it's been shown to preliminary help with early onset Alzheimer's. I'll yeah. give you the name and of And the, the
0: Grimaldi patents do that as well. Cool. And then I guess just overall, you know, have any of you had experience in helping seniors overcome kind of that concern just with not just most likely a a safer
3: alternative? Oh, absolutely. Like, time after time after time, but it's just, you know, it's education. education Now, can I get my granny smoking our vape? Probably not. But can I convince her to just try it for a week? Yes. And typically, once they start taking it, they don't stop. Because once you feel better, as you mentioned, you've been dealing with pain for the last 20 years of your life, and you start not having pain, something's working.
0: I find that the, the roadway for it is, is uh, topical tincture vape and, and uh, that, that works well for most people and then when they first try it, if they're very nervous about it, it's very easy. You just start super low dose and work your way up, you know, just use a little and then if it's comfortable, use more and that, that relieves a lot of anxiety for people.
2: And also where the message is coming from is important. As the adult child, you have a lot of influence. Um, we, we see in our research that um, seniors make these kinds of decisions. The big influences are their healthcare profe- providers, their adult children, and their peers.
1: And definitely remember this, dose low and slow, whenever starting anybody on anything uh, cannabis-infused or CBD-infused. We ra- need to wrap up. I'm going to take one more question. Sorry, I'm going
4: to fill one other thing, sorry, really quickly. So for everybody in the crowd to know, just in general, patients who have, um, individuals who have had transplants and who are on autoimmune medications, meaning that they have to suppress their immune system to keep a transplanted organ, they cannot take CBD. Period. End of story. Cannot take it.
1: Thank you, Dr. Sherry. Yes, hi.
2: So I need um, just a little bit more information about the CBD and acid
1: reflux. Um, I'm not sure if, I mean, I'm just doing a little research. It seems like CBD would possibly communicate with the receptors that um,
2: cause the acidic reflux. But I've been like doing a little uh, searching around there. There's nobody that actually like focuses on it
4: so um, I don't want you know, Nobody nobody talks about it cuz there's not a whole lot known unless you guys know something else about it. The one thing that I would say is that um it doesn't seem to affect the actual H2 receptors, so the acid receptors in your stomach. Um, But that being said, it tends to relax the smooth muscle of the stomach and the intestines which is why it's helpful in cases like nausea and vomiting so that you aren't kind of cramping up your stomach and vomiting. So I don't see it very frequently as being a contributor or negative situation for acid reflux not a treatment for it's yeah. I mean it's not
1: we're going to think positive for you though thank you <laughs> uh, you know what thank you so much Dr. Sherry Eric Greg and, and Jean And thank you so much to you